Hi, I'm Dr. Melina Jampolis, and welcome to my podcast, Practically Healthy by Dr. Melina, where I take the science and tell you what you should do, will do, and can do when it comes to food, fitness, and everything in between to help you become the best version of yourself. Every week, I'm going to be looking at science and really giving you a real-life approach to that science. I know I shouldn't probably be drinking every day. What's the compromise when it comes to brain health? Sure, we should all cut sugar completely from our diet, but it was my son's birthday last night. I'm going to have a piece of cake. These are the kind of topics that I want to approach for you and talk to experts about the best way to actually implement these things into your life. So I really hope that you find this information helpful. I know that I do in my own life. And hit that subscribe button because we're going to have great new content every single week and I don't want you to miss an episode. Today's episode is about food as medicine, the soup edition. The reason why I love this topic so much is because I have spent the past 20 years of my career as a medical doctor exploring and talking about this concept throughout the country. I really believe that almost every disease from head to toe has a nutrition component and can potentially be prevented or in some cases even treated with the right foods. So this is really a topic that is near and dear to my heart and fundamental to all the work that I do in my current situation. My guest today is somebody that I've known for a decade, and I've been a huge fan of soups for a long time, and I'll tell you more about that during the episode. But I'm really, really excited to have Alina Furman here. She is the creator of Soup Alina Soup Plans, which is in the Los Angeles area, and the soups are amazing. And she also has a book, Soup Alina Soup Cleanse. So she is really going to take the little that I know about cooking and elevate it to the next level. So Alina, thank you so much for being here. It's really fun to reconnect. I'm so glad uh, that we can do it in person. I know. I'm so excited to be here. So let's jump right in. Tell us a little bit about, because I think you have a really interesting story. How did this start for you? Because clearly you, like me, really embraced the concept of food as medicine. So how did it all start? Actually, it was it's... Uh something that I didn't expect. Uh, I mean, I've always liked soups because we all like soups, right? Soup, uh, every time that I think about soup, I think about love, I think about mothers, I think about this comfort and coziness. And like my younger daughter says, uh, warm and fuzzy, that's what soup is for me. But, you know, this is a whole different level of soup, right? So in 2009, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. How old were uh, you at the time? I I just turned 40. It was my birthday present. Oh, happy happy 40th. I had a kid at 40, so whatever. We all get different presents. Yeah. Mine was better. (laughs) I actually am very grateful for this present. You know, in retrospect, looking back, it was one of the biggest gifts that I have been given um, because it took me on a completely different path and it uh, refocused me and it gave me a gift of um, not just life, but also soup. And uh, and as you know, it's all about soup, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> well, about- <laughs> maybe a little bit more for you than me, but okay. Yeah. But I am a big soup fan. I always have been. Yeah, so when it, how it started is obviously, you know, as a young woman, when you get diagnosed with breast cancer and I had an aggressive breast cancer, um, I was told that I need, <clears throat> I joke now, because we live in LA, right? That it's a red carpet of, uh, of cancer treatments. You go for chemo and radiation and drugs and surgery and you know all of the above. And I just didn't feel like that was the right choice for me. 
And so I turned down uh, chemotherapy uh, against my doctors. Yeah, I can imagine. And uh, and kind of embarked on my own little holistic journey, or I call it walk into the wellness. And um, in the process, I connected with um, um, a lot of um, therapists in different fields. And uh, Chinese medicine was the first one. And um, I started working with a very renowned uh, Chinese medicine doctor uh, by the name of Dr. Mao. He, mm, I've uh, heard he of has, him. Yeah, I've heard very good things about him. here in Los Angeles. And mm-hmm. he was the first one that kind of gave me a glimpse of the importance of herbs in the diet. And... Um, I never thought of food as medicine, right? Yeah, that, that is, it's so interesting not to interrupt, but I mean, yeah. I think people don't realize that, uh, and I say this all the time because this is my second book about herbs yeah. and spices, but that, you know, in traditional Chinese medicine, Indian medicine, mm-hmm. herbs and spices have always been always. a part of the yeah. healing, both for prevention and mm-hmm. treatment. So yeah. I love that. But just, just real quick, I also, I mean, I think, so did you bypass all traditional medicine therapy? No, I or? ended up doing surgery. I ended up doing the easiest surgery, lumpectomy. And I started doing some radiation, but then I learned, you know, other things. And so, uh, yeah, so, um, and then I just embarked on my own little, you know, holistic journey, started with Chinese medicine. <clears throat> and um, every time, because I'm a journalist by profession, so I'm just naturally curious. And I want to know, I don't want to just take things that are given to me. I want to know why I'm taking them, right? So every time anybody, it doesn't matter, you know, whether it's a doctor or a salesperson or an alternative pr- practitioner or a therapist or whoever that is, when they tell me, this is what you should do, whether it's a cream or anything else, I ask why. Mm-hmm. What is it going to do for me, right? So I started asking him, like, he would give me bags of herbs. And I said, what do I need this for? What is it going to do? And he would start telling me, like, this is for this and this is for this. And then he started giving me printouts. And then he started telling me where to look for more information. And eventually, I just became hooked. You know, I'm like, this is so interesting. So I ordered a bunch of Chinese medicine encyclopedias and started reading. And he has plenty of books on his own and started reading about all these herbs. And I was fascinated. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. I'm going to interrupt again, though, because and and answer me this, because as a as a journalist, I mean, one of the. Obviously, journalists play a very important role in our society, and I'm a journalist to some extent, too, for CNN and Forbes, but I guess one of the concerns that I have, I I love your thirst for knowledge, and I love asking questions, and I love that you embarked on a journey with your holistic practitioner. Mm -hmm. I guess my only concern sometimes with journalists interpreting Mm -hmm. complex science, and and that's that's the whole nature of this podcast, right, is because... You are allowed to ask the questions, but I love that you're kind of going on the journey with your practitioner rather than taking over. Because I think what happens too much with journalists is they feel like they become the expert. Mm -hmm. And I spend a lot of my time kind of, you know, frustrated with social media because people who aren't really experts Mm -hmm. are taking information, interpreting it and giving ways of implementing it. So just to just to jump in there, because I love that I love that you did that mm-hmm. and I love you know your interest in the science but so let's let's segue into this soups though because that, right. that I have so many questions yes, I have yes. soup questions for yeah. you like I, I got the science yeah, down and I can talk herbs but talk. I want to talk soups because yes. that's what's really yeah. I mean you know everything else is yeah. wonderful too but yeah. how did it how did the soup thing start yeah so that's how it started and that's why you know Chinese medicine is so important 
And so he first started talking about broths, right? And he said, you might want to incorporate some soups and broths into your diet because he was saying, you know, it, it's very important um, because as you're healing, right, um, you need to free up a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And the energy in your body, instead of digesting food, uh, needs to be freed up to heal. And mm. I was like, huh. That's really interesting. Yeah. And so that's why soups, because they're in liquid form, right? So it's easily digestible nutrients. Mm-hmm. And especially if you pack them with herbs and spices and veggies, the right ingredients, right? Organic ingredients, you're able to assimilate all of this immediately. So your hmm. body doesn't need to like work to digest it. And, and I was like, huh, that's really interesting. And so I started, you know, uh, making some soups, but I also started, I was taking so many supplements, right? And uh, and then I uh, stumbled upon Ayurveda because before that I only knew Ayurveda in the spa setting, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden this whole other world opened up to me. Right, and that's all about spices, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yep. And then I uh, started working with a naturopath, and then I learned that whole. And you know, just also for reference, um, back when I was um, getting my uh, uh, when I was in school, when I was getting my degree. I studied uh, history of medicine. So I was always interested in oh, this whole medical thing. Yeah. And I always I studied nutrition, I studied history of medicine. So I was always in kind of, you know, dipping my feet in in that before I even was aware of that. But so anyway. Um, so and, your doctor uh, told you it was doctor prescribed soup. I love that because I always so, I, I want to like write prescriptions for patients like soup three times a day with yeah. extra oregano. And OK, so you started doing the soups as part of your healing and, journey. In the beginning, they were just super simple soups. But then, you know, the whole supplement routine was wearing me down. Mm-hmm. There were too many supplements and I was gagging on them. And I'm like, I cannot possibly take that many supplements. And an idea just came to me. One day, I literally had my aha moment when I realized that all of these things that I was just curious about and was trying to incorporate here and there, I can actually merge them in a bowl of soup. I can bring Ayurveda, I can bring Chinese medicine, I can bring naturopathy, I can put them in a bowl of soup, and I can put as many spices, as many herbs, and I don't need to take supplements. And I'm like, oh my God. Let's try. That's how it started. I love that. And you know what's so interesting about that is that the American Institute for Cancer Research, I mean, one of their 10 tenets for managing cancer prevention during treatment is to really avoid supplements because people think that just because something is natural means it's totally safe and if it's in a pill it must have been vetted by somebody and that's simply not the case so i mean certain supplements could be interfering with chemotherapy regimens even though you know that's not the route you went (laughs) but so i love the fact that you took that information out of the sub i mean and don't get me wrong mm-hmm. there are some supplements that mm-hmm. do play a role and i take on a daily basis that i will save that for another podcast but <laughs> um you know but i i love this concept of then taking it and and doing you know soup therapy so wait did you have back because your soups are delicious by the way anybody yeah. who hasn't tried them like they need <laughs> i don't know if you ship all over the country but i have had the soups they're amazing they're much better th- i'm i'm just too lazy to make soups but we'll talk about that because i love the concept so maybe you can get me a let's get real soup moment towards the end yeah. of the podcast but so were you trained as a chef how did you just started cooking no. and playing and no I literally just started playing in the kitchen and um and it it uh, I mean again as a journalist I've had I've doubled my 
you know, like in anything, right? In, in, including food, you know, back when I, in the 90s, when I was at CNN, I went to Thailand to do a story. And actually my first lesson as a chef, if you want to call it, um, was in Thailand, in Bangkok. I learned how to cook Thai food. That was my first. And they my, do great my, soups and great, they, like spicy, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, yeah. that's a that's a big thing. And, and yeah. I mean. It's the balance of, of flavors. So what's the, yeah. what's the top Thai spice? They do, they do like lemongrass. Lemon galanga, yeah. kaffir lime leaf, kaffir, kaffir galanga, lime itself. Galanga. Yeah. Ooh, galanga is what in is the it? ginger family. Oh, is it? It's much woodier root. Yeah. Okay. And it has it has a little bit of a different earthier flavor. Yeah. That's amazing. So yeah. it has all the health benefits. So, I mean, yeah. ginger is really extraordinary. It's one yeah. of my it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, I love the taste too. Mm -hmm. It's got a kick to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it also, in terms of helping with insulin resistance, which belly fat and that yeah. inflammation from belly fat yeah. is really associated with various uh, cancer potentially being one of them. Again, I want to make sure that for all of our listeners that yeah. they understand that we are not saying that they should be doing this in lieu of traditional I mean you chose that as your yeah. route as an adjunct right. but you still right. had the surgery had and also yeah. I'm not making any claims because I think you know people overstate the benefits of things at times so this is really the you know potentially supportive and and everything with herbs and spices you know I do I lecture about this all the time so mm -hmm. that I actually I have a graph in my lecture that shows like the six different areas where herbs and spices could potentially yeah. impair the start of a cancer process or the propagation because that's one of the things that cancer cells grow uncontrollably. So right. there and there there really are so I mean there's you know there what I don't also want to do as a physician is poo-poo these things. I right. think there's too many physicians that say, no, just do chemo, just do radiation, right. just do surgery. Food isn't gonna make a difference, you know, and, and they don't even address food. I mean like in the majority of cancer patients, you know, it's not even a consideration. Actually, I know why? Because yeah. I interviewed doctors because I've done stories about breast cancer afterwards, and I've interviewed um, a lot of, you know, well, not a lot, but a several oncologists that, and I asked them pointy question: When you have a woman who just got diagnosed with cancer, do you address her nutritional needs? And they said we don't have time for that. And you know, at the beginning, I remember I was kind of upset about this, but now I understand why, because. It is a very complex area, right? Yes. And in order for a doctor who's already has so much going on to monitor right. the intake of food, proper intake of food by a patient, they will never be able to do anything. Well, and doctors aren't trained in nutrition. And, and, and that's, that's, that's another thing. That's and a that's big thing. She, that's that's the major thing. One doctor said, I can't keep up with all the changes and I don't have time. Well, they're not trained in it. I and mean, this is, I mean, I'm also, you know, I was the past president of the National Board of Physician Nutrition Specialists and mm -hmm. I'm still on their board of directors. Yeah. And I mean, one of our missions is to train medical students better. Like yeah. this, this idea of food as medicine needs to be in every med student's yep. curricula. Even if they're not implementing the recommendations, they should be, at least cognizant yep. of the benefits and prescriptive and then send them to a dietitian yep. that can help with implementation. So this this is a 100%. major, major problem with our medical system. Yep. But I mean, I, I think, you know, it really, it's so interesting because I also, I try to, you know, part of this podcast is I try to stay very recent with, you know, nutrition research. And there was an abstract presented at the American Society of Nutrition meeting this year, just a few months ago in June, that looked at the role of inflammation of a 
inflammatory diet. And I think that's one of the most astounding benefits of herbs and spices and all the wonderful nutrients and mm -hmm. stuff that you put in your soup yeah. is that they reduce the inflammatory potential of the diet. And what this, what was so amazing about this study that was presented is that it actually showed a reduction in risk of premenopausal breast cancer, which as you know, is much more aggressive and prior to now had not really been associated with a lifestyle component. So I think this was astounding to me. It was very encouraging and very exciting. Um, so, but back, let's get back to the soups. So let's talk about, talk about your cleanses, talk about yeah. your book. Tell me a little bit more yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so when it comes to soups, you know, another, another thing that I feel that I've kind of created and discovered, you know, um, is, is how you cook them because how you cook soups is paramount to their potency. Mm. You know, the traditional way of putting all the ingredients in, pouring stock or whatever people pour in, boiling it and then blending it or leaving it. Are chunky. you gonna make my life harder? <laughs> You're gonna make my life harder. I know you are. I, I'm just waiting for the other. What do, what do I have to do? I have this to, is not how you, you make therapeutic soup. Okay, okay, okay. All right, go. Keep going. I'm just yeah. I'm just gonna so like cry whole... in a corner here. Is it is it happy hour yet? Are we allowed to start drinking? Okay, go ahead. We have soup. Okay, perfect. I'll just add a little yeah. vodka into the soup uh, and it will oh be gosh, fine. So funny. But yeah, but seriously, so um so it always starts with ingredients, of course. You know, having the best ingredients is the most important thing. Then, how do you layer those ingredients? Hmm. So I have like my own process now that I, I call myself the Chanel of soups, right? Because you know there is, you know, there are companies like Zara and H and M, and there is always Chanel, right? So it's not it's not an easy way to make soup. So you you know you layer your spices, you layer your vegetables, you layer your herbs. You know everything is. Layered. Aren't you supposed to add herbs at the end though? The end. Because it reduces yeah, the heat. That I did all, know. It's, that all, you know. it's all about layering. Yeah. Okay. So nothing goes in at the beginning. Moreover, another trick is that you. I only make my soups with water, with pure water, whether it's filtered through the right kind of filter. You never use tap water for for any reason. And by the way, most soups, even the best soups that I've checked, they're all made with tap water. What about, what about um, like oh, so bone broth? That's really popular now. It's really mm -hmm. trendy. In fact, we should probably do an episode on that because everybody yeah. thinks it's a superfood. Um, wh why not use that as a base? So bone broth is a whole other area. So okay. I make only vegan soups and I, and I will oh. address and I'm happy to address bone broth. It's, it's a whole other, yes. Right, because soybeans know, don't have bones. So <laughs> yeah, I know, but they're also, so um, bone broth is very potent, but you have to be careful where your bones come from. Got it. Because there is only, you know, the grass-fed um, cattle that is labeled grass-fed, there's a loophole. So grass-fed doesn't mean grass-finished. Got it. So also, there's a whole area. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother. God, we have so many podcasts we could do. I mean, thing. this is, yeah. uh, we need to expand the so, time. The I need another 20 but minutes. the idea of bone broth is great. The history of bone broth is great yes if you can get cartilage and if you can get yeah yeah, yeah. but you're adults. vegan Let, yeah, that's it vegan. we should we should talk about that too i'm yeah. not sure if we're gonna have time today but we're gonna have to have you back so i guess the reason, so the reason i use water right and really good because we all know how important water is yep, right because yep oh we are yeah water and so water has to be you know really important so um water also does not mess with the flavoring of the soup when mm. you're working with spices and herbs especially the amounts that i put in the soups mm -hmm. um when you add other other stocks 
it changes the profile of the cell. Interesting. It's chemical reactions. Okay. That's another thing I was good at. My mom was a chemical engineer, and chemistry was oh, like wow. my thing. I loved chemistry, so, too. I mean, yeah. I, I, physics, not yeah. so much. Chemistry, I loved. But yeah. my mom and I spent so much time on the phone, and I was like asking her, because my mom actually did experiments on plants, and she worked at the Academy of Sciences most of her career, and so she's very good with Amazing. all kinds of combinations. Wow. So, what about organic? <laughs> I assume you're using organic. All organic. I mean, it's interesting, because I have... Yeah. I. I I talk about the again. Part of the, what I want to do with this podcast is 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 the idea of of let's get real. So mm-hmm. we all know what we should do. Mm-hmm. We all kind of know what we can do. Right. But the question is, what will we do? And I I will tell you, mm-hmm. from in for me, I love soups. I think they're a great part of of weight loss, detox, healthy lifestyle. Um, I obviously love herbs and spices. I've written two books on them now. I can almost guarantee you that I will not make the soups like you tell me to. So (laughs) for people like me, and maybe we have listeners like that, how can I make it the most practical? I mean, honestly, what if I'm going to buy... Please don't gasp or hit me in the face. None of you can see this because you're listening, but she may actually hit me if I say this. But if I'm going to buy a store-bought butternut squash soup like the beautiful one that you have shown any tips for me and obviously then I could add fresh herbs and spices or dried or what can I do as like the laziest cook that you've ever talked to because I love this and I love soup and I I obviously health is my job I for my kids there's so many different reasons that I wish I was that mom who uh, sat home and made homemade soups for hours every single day. But, you know, I have so many soup recipes in my book and I love them and they're so healthy. But so can you give me yes. and our listeners just a few quick tips before we wrap up? And then they're gonna, I'm going to refer them to you and your book <laughs> for how to do this the right way. So, yes, there's, there's, there's so many tips. So, first of all, uh, there are different types of people for different soups, right? So if you just want to incorporate something healthier in your life, yeah, you can play around with all kinds of things. But you can, if you're healing from an acute condition or if you are actually on a path to either prevent or eradicate something that you're actually concerned about, different story, then you need to be, you need to buckle up and you need to do it the right way. Now, if you just want to lose a few pounds and be healthier, yeah, you can cut corners, of course. Um, but Thank I God. still I still suggest that you make your own soup. Okay. Because there are some really simple recipes. And okay. you can go into my book and there are some recipes that are so simple, anyone can do them. Literally, anyone can do them. I, I uh, hope that's the case. Because yeah. obviously, I, I could pot. flunk. I you, could really flunk. No, no, no. I tell you this. You know what we should, what I'd like to do for our listeners is yeah. I'd like to actually, you choose the simplest recipe in your yeah. book and you and I are going to make it together on my YouTube channel. How does okay. that sound? Done. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here today. This has been great. We could really talk for another three hours. I I mean, I I love this. We just scratched the surface. But thank you so much. The book is Supalina. The podcast is practically, I was going to say practically delicious, practically healthy by Dr. Molina. And we have new episodes every week. We want your comments. We want your questions. We want you to subscribe. And we want to see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me.